Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in, everybody. All right. Short little intro, a short business section here. Hope everyone's having a fantastic winter. We have ourselves a guest on today's episode. So again, I will get in and get out and introduce our guest uh, real quickly. Of course, this is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. I am Jonas Nordman, hanging, hanging in there as best as possible. I'm wearing my favorite gray outfit for today's episode my favorite grout fit if you will um yeah we've reached that point of the year and of 2020 where i just don't care anymore anyways believe in jayhawks basketball show on the believe podcast network your number one podcast network for professionals we believe in our teams do you believe and here's what i believe great guest coming up here on the docket mike vernon formerly of the University of Daily Kansan, formerly of Bleacher Report to provide his national perspective on Kansas basketball and all things surrounding KUB ball, as well as his online presence. Uh, quick little recap. When we last spoke last week, I said that Kansas would have two games by the time we spoke next. That was not necessarily the case, as KU did end up playing, you, you, you know, <laughs> UNO, University of Nebraska, at Omaha, completing the Omaha two-step as Kansas in succession took down both Creighton and the Mavericks of UNO, now essentially making KU basketball and Bill Self. I believe the rules now state that they are the mayor of Omaha and that Warren Buffett must now decree all of his wealth to Bill Self and the Kansas basketball program and all subsequent podcasts talking about KU basketball. That's just the rules when you beat the same team or two teams from the same city in back-to-back games. I don't make them up. (laughs) But of course, Kansas was supposed to then take on Tarleton State. Still believe it's a made-up school, especially after the fact that the game was never even played. I'm being a little bit too carefree about the fact that there was a COVID issue and that that game was was canceled for Tarleton. I believe they were going to face Baylor as well. And uh, they had the same issue arise. So two games canceled for the Texans of Tarleton State. But the beat moves on. Kansas didn't bother with rescheduling that game. Bill Self figured it would be better to then take that time to rest, which I think the team desperately needed, and to get some extra practice time, which I think the squad desperately needed as well. Because, look, it may be late December, mid-December, I should say. But conference play starts tonight. From here on out, it is all Big 12 basketball, save on January 30th when KU will travel to Knoxville, Tennessee to take on the Volunteers. But from here on out, it is all Big 12 basketball. Kansas enters Big, Big 12 play tonight, 6-1, six and six-game winning streak, having lost the first game of the season. And... There is no tiptoeing their way into Big 12 play. They're on the road. They are in Lubbock as we speak. Kansas is a three-and-a-half-point 
three and a half point underdog to Texas Tech. Interestingly enough, if I remember correctly, uh, KU finished off their Big 12 slate last year in Lubbock, and now they start off this year or this season all within 2020 in Lubbock. So that's back-to-back Big 12 conference games for Kansas basketball in the great city, wink, wink, of Lubbock, Texas. ESPN, by the way, has Texas Tech as an overwhelming favorite for their basketball predictor index for whatever that's worth to you, 67.9%. That feels a little bit too high. Texas Tech has not played anyone of value yet, except for Houston, who is a top 10 team, and Texas Tech lost that game. What the Red Raiders are doing is suffocating teams defensively, but again, they haven't really played anyone to write home about. And Houston, by the way, led by former Kansas guard Quentin Grimes. Take that for what it's worth. The old transfer that's supposed to be one and done. Said he's now a three-year player in the American Conference. Still can't shoot the three. I digress. Should be interesting. How long does Bill Self stay with a big man in the middle? How quickly does he go to the four-guard lineup? Can Kansas hang in what is their first true road game of the season? It'll be a fascinating matchup. And then, of course, next Tuesday, KU welcomes in West Virginia to Allen Fieldhouse for what should be a grindhouse of a matchup. So that's called setting the table here in the business. Jonas Nordman here. Let's get to our guest. All right, let's bring in our guest to the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. Our guest today has a sharp tongue and a powerful Twitter voice that makes the national journalists shake in their boots. Pat Forty, I'm coming for you. Yeah, Pat Forty, you better watch out, you Mizzou trash. <laughs> he is formerly of the University of Daily Kansas, and he is formerly of Bleacher Report, and he lives in San Francisco, so as a natural transition, he now works in the tech world. I won't believe it, that. Uh, welcome in, my friend, uh, former classmate at Kansas, uh, Mike Vernon, out of... The Houston area, Mike. Yeah. How are you doing yeah. now? Now in San Francisco, as I said. Thanks so much for coming on, man. It's it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. I am now a corporate sellout. However, <laughs> however, I am pumped to still be here talking KU hoops with you. I was just saying, one of the more calming kind influences uh, in people I've been around. So I'm pumped to talk some KU hoops with you. And, and I'm assuming we're not touching football, so. No, no, this is a purely basketball okay. show. I mean, if you want to, like, I know there's a lot of crossover between Kansas basketball and football fans, <laughs> but, I mean, if you want to no, give no. a put a bow on the season, by all means, but this is a basketball show, for better, for worse. Look, look, it's for better. It, it is for better. Definitely for better. It is 100% for better. Yeah. You are in San Francisco. Quickly, for those who have read you from your time with the UDK, through your time at BR, um, crazy year have you been have you held up um how, how's 2020 gone for you you know from the era of Yudoka Azabuki and the tournament getting canceled to, to here we are with Jalen Wilson starring for the Jayhawks you know how do I <laughs> you know I'm doing as well as I possibly can be sure um on, on a serious note very fortunate to have you know health and family health and uh also you know some just even though there's been a career pivot, some stability, which has been, been mm-hmm. nice. Uh, on a personal note, still 
reeling from not having the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And my, uh, I don't want to say I won't ever recover, but like, just it's how tough. many, for the rest of our lives, any Kansas basketball fan, all of us, we're going to be able to go talk about 2020 and how we had the best team in the country and we didn't get to play it out. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a painful conversation we have for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah, 2020 crazy year. Like, yeah, yeah, man, no no NCAA tournament. Sucks. Major bummer. And for those – this is a – audio medium uh, so the visual is not going to be coming in but mike on his zoom background has actually brought in um the kansas the university of kansas j school the journalism school background just for a little bit of nostalgia still represent still <laughs> represent our classrooms where you and i spent a lot of really really f- exciting late nights yeah uh, you more so than me but that green screen right over your right shoulder is really prepping for a, a riveting newscast um <laughs> I actually didn't write this question down, but you led right into it. And although I mentioned you are from the Houston area, you are a KU lifer with, with your family roots. I am. Um, where in the – look, a team like Kansas cannot win the championship every year. There's always going to be disappointments when you have a tournament setting like March Madness. Where does the 2020 team for you sort of slot in with you know, missed opportunities for Kansas history? Missed opportunity. Okay, so the one that comes immediately to mind is 2014, which was my senior year, Joel Embiid not playing in the tournament. Mm, Yes, the Wiggins team. Got it. Yeah, it's the Wiggins team. Um, But really, I I just have such a hard time thinking that any team who hadn't seen Joel Embiid before was going to be able to stop him in, in a tournament setting. Now, with how emotional and kind of up and down we know he is, it, it could have been an epic flame out too. I'll always think about that 2014 team and be like, man, if Embiid was healthy. But it still doesn't compare to 20, the 2020 team. I mean, I don't have it handy, but the Ken Palm like, rating for that KU team is insane. It's off the charts. Part of me is like it maybe saved us a heartbreaking loss, but nah, Fair. I'd rather play it out and know. I'm trying to think that, um, you know, back in the early days, you know, the the Roy back-to-back Final Four teams, it doesn't – you can't really sure. count that as a missed opportunity, I feel like. Um, you know, they, they really had their chance. Nothing fluky happened. This is this is kind of the fluky thing. So those yeah. are the two that come, come to mind immediately. That's interesting. I, I, you don't often hear – that Wiggins and B team. Um, that's an interesting way to, to look at it. Um, for me, if you cared, I think 2020 is right up there. For me, the one that immediately comes to mind, a lot of people tend to bring up 2010, right? Sharon, Xavier Henry, Cole Aldrich, uh, Northern Iowa. But for me, it's more the 2017 team uh, going to the lead eight versus Oregon, the Josh Jackson team. Oh. That felt like a great team that just won bad game against Jordan Bell who went off. You know what I mean? Totally. Total. Yeah. Good point. I mean, yeah, those are those are certainly like the Sharon one. Was the Sharon team as good as we say it was? No, they weren't. It was just because I of the preseason so ranking. They were I mean, they won, but they won a lot of close games. They weren't blowing teams out. Mm-mm. Sharon didn't didn't have a pro career, neither did either did Cole. I mean, Cole mm-hmm. hung around, but like were they really that good? No. I don't think so. Same as Zavia. Uh, 
certainly the Oregon team that the team that lost to Oregon was just killing people. The, the other one is uh yeah, Xavier was there. 2010 is a missed opportunity. That's the VCU loss. That's 11. That's, that's 11. 11 with the Morris twins. Okay. Yes, you're right. 2010, 2011. Yes. With the Morris twins, like Thomas Robinson and Jeff Withy weren't even playing. Mm-mm. Like that's how good that team was. Yep. And to lose to VCU, that that's probably the most upsetting tournament loss I've ever had. In, in I know they're going to be Northern Iowa certainly is, is one for a lot of people. For me, it's VCU also because I was in school and in, and was like, we're going to Mass Street, like, let's go. And, and I still feel robbed of that uh, experience. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there in step with you on that one. So Mike Vernon with us, formerly University of Daily Kansas, formerly Bleacher Report, won some sort of award that Arash McCarthy gave him here at the Rose Bowl or something. And by here, I mean Los Angeles. What, what was that award? Oh, uh, it was – you cut out for a second, but I think you're talking about the, the Jim Murray – Yes, the one that uh, Rosh Markazi gave you or brought yes. you out to the Rose Bowl for. Yes, uh, that was actually incredible looking back on certain things and certain opportunities that the, the KUGA school provided. <laughs> uh, like, come on, that was so cool. So, yeah, it was a scholarship. One of five people in the country won it. They flew us out to L.A. Arash was there, named after the just, you know, titan of sports writing, Jim Murray of the L.A. Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his uh, his wife at the time, Linda Linda McCoy Murray, put on an amazing organization for for young J school people, and definitely one of the most inspirational things in my life. And I see a lot of LA sports things. You know, we're we're still Facebook friends, Linda and I, and, and she is very involved in. Her, her <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and and Arash was very involved too. So you know, I, we got to go to the Rose Bowl and. Uh, we didn't do Dodger Stadium, I don't think, but they've done that with the, with the Murray organization at, at one point. You're saying you're not you don't follow Linda McCoy Murray on TikTok? Is that, is it, she, is that what you're saying? She's not a TikToker, but <laughs> she knows she knows people who know people who are in that world. Now she That's... she is amazing, and and, <laughs> and uh, the support for that was really really cool. That's awesome, man. Um, let's get to where you're at these days. And you have become the aggregator, the protector of, of Kansas Twitter, of KU Twitter. So I wanted to first say, bless you, our king, <laughs> our, our savior. Um, but secondly, how was it that you came about that you, you decided or you were one night woke up and said, I got to take this mantle on and I got to – I got to stand for the, for the Jayhawk, which doesn't speak for itself. Obviously this is so bad. Like <laughs> I really hope I don't make KU fans look bad. Like I don't think I do. I feel like I'm speaking for the people by the people. Like, I think so. It, it was a slow transition because obviously when you're a journalist and I worked one year for the SF Chronicle and was a beat writer, um, you can't, show your fandom and I, I was really pretty cynical actually about sports and sports fans and then bleach report god bless its soul yes really allowed me to be who i was and, and really be a genuine fan and so to take kind of that experience of one i've worked in media i've been a beat writer i know 
a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes here. I can typically figure out what's what's happening when someone's reporting something. Yeah. And and so to take that plus plus have the passion that the Bleacher Report brought out and even encouraged, I would say, uh, is really kind of what led to the slow transition. And then, hey, man, I'm a I'm a sucker for likes and retweets, <laughs> like we all are. are Give me all? that dopamine. Yeah. Uh, and like people seem to people seem to like it. <laughs> and I, I hope I don't misstep, but like if you come at the king, if you come at KU, we're one, we're fighting back, and you best not miss. So true. What is it? It's at M Vernon, M underscore Vernon. Uh, yes, at M underscore Vernon. At M underscore Vernon. If you want to see, if you want to see the good times roll. All right. I'll, I'll, if anyone needs someone to stand up for him on Twitter, you're in the <laughs> Kansas family. Oh, and Mike will definitely as as co- go to bat for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm here for a Twitter fight. Let's be honest. You really are, Glenn. Speaking as of which, long as, as we're f- not harassing people like who don't deserve it. As far as I know, this is your hit list. Feel free to add. Let me and also let me know your thoughts on each as we go. Let me know what maybe their I'll their backstory is. I'll speak candidly. You, okay. This is gonna get me in trouble. Dan Wilkin. Dan Wilkin. Dan Wilkin. Wilkin. Not guy. a prude, first and foremost. Not a prude. This guy's said. job is basically to write columns saying who should be fired or not. And who is a good hire, which is awesome that he's worked himself into that role. Sure. He's just basically sitting there from a perch, like fish in a barrel situations. One, we know there were, there were leaked emails or whatever. Someone did a FOIA between him and the, uh, the old Tennessee AD. He used to be the K-State AD. Basically. Oh, Curry. So he was, John Curry. He was going to give him PR for a hire, which number one is like, that's, Look, maybe that's what's going on behind the scenes with these guys who break a lot of news. I broke a little news. That's not how I did it, and I never would have done that. Like, talk about being a sellout. Yeah. If if you're trading scoops for PR, so I now who was it for? Was it for when they were about to hire Shiano? Shiano. That's oh my god. Okay, you so need to you need to like, you need to pay to like get some likes for that one. <laughs> that's fair. That's where I was like, well, fuck this guy. And then can I cuss? Sorry. You can. I can. I can market. You know. Not clean. Okay, whatever, whatever you prefer. So that was kind of BS. And Show then, your emotions. And then, <laughs> um, you know, when Snoop Dogg had the concert at Allen Fieldhouse, right? He tweeted one of the most insane, <laughs> hilarious things. Like it's just so funny that he tweeted. <laughs> this was like, good. I'm the furthest thing from approved, but this is over the line. Something like that. Like, really, you're the furthest thing from approved. Like, give me a. Give clearly, me a break. clearly, like, this guy's out here trying to be like a cop, and and you know I'm <laughs> I'm policing the police. Um, you know sometimes that's what what journalists do. Uh, Look, you're a vigilante. Yeah, He's a cop. That's exactly right. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank All you. right, I will give credit where credit's due. By the way, in terms of reporting, sometimes I see you going after someone writes a good story about KU. Uh, Dan Wetzel, for example. Like, yeah. Dan Wetzel's great. He's great at a job. This guy, he's fair. Like uh, Jesse Newell, Matt Tate, the OGs. I love the look. Yeah, those those guys are not. Yeah, they're not taking cheap shots. We mentioned the name at the top of the show. Mm. Forty yard dash. Well, Pat Forty. This is the one. From what Sports Illustrated? Now he's sort of been jumping around recently. Stadium. Sports Illustrated. He he. So Forty. He was at Yahoo for a long time. Yes. That Sports Illustrated, he, he's a known Missouri diehard. 
Right. right. He's a known Missouri diehard. He's got a giant forehead. Humongous. <laughs> Could show hey, a movie on that thing. This guy's been taking pot shots at KU for years. All right. And so someone had to call him out on it. It started, this is, this is maybe in 2012. He wrote that Bill Self wasn't yet elite, an elite coach. Uh, when KU was in the Elite Eight, about to play North Carolina. Yes. Or I believe North Carolina. Yeah, you're right. Before. Yeah, they just beat NC State. And at that point in time. I think I watched that game at your house, by the way, the NC State game. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, 14th in Kentucky. It was the best of times. Yeah, I think so. Right, right by the the hawk and the bull and the wheel. That's right. Um, so that also that house was like falling apart and collapsing. <laughs> Most of the houses in that area are. That's very true. Uh, so like, he wrote he the first my first time I really experienced this was in he write, he writes self as an elite. And at that point, KU had won the Big Twelve for seven or eight years in a row, mm-hmm. which was incredible. And, like, obviously, in retrospect, it's amazing. So, Self wins. He punks Carolina, runs a triangle in two. Yes. Roy had no idea that it was even happening. Never saw it. 40, like, is like, okay, now Bill Self's elite, which is a joke. Then, I don't think I've ever told this story. A few minutes left in the national title game that year where Kansas is playing Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I see Forty go up to then SEC commissioner Mike Slive, and Forty's got a big old smile on his face. And he's like, "Well, you got another one," and he's just so happy. And I'm just like, "Oh, this dude is obviously, obviously pleased with the results of this game." And then he just continued to take shots at KU. I think really unfair bias. Like I genuinely do not believe he is equipped to be reporting on Kansas yeah. without like a disclaimer at the top. And I'm even going to go further. From what I've heard about him personally, guy sucks. Oh, right. and I I feel comfortable saying that as well. I can I'll, I'll maybe one day get to explain that further. But I don't we'll leave it there. Like that's fine. Person. That's that's more so, than enough. Is it? Is he the only one on your hit list that has blocked you? Has he blocked you? So, so no, I'm got to be muted. I've thought okay. about emailing him. Like I I want to like actually talk it out because. I have genuine questions for him, but at the same time, like I don't like him, so I, I just feel like it's not a good idea. Yeah, um, it makes him for some fascinating podcast or radio te- or television or whatever. I'm here, though. like I'm going in. Yeah, <laughs> speaking very candidly. I think this next one's a little bit newer on your hit list, but oh. going through life as a fatter Clay Travis is no way to live your life. Uh, Jason <laughs> Jason Whitlock. Oh my god! Yeah, Whitlock. So I, I have respect for parts of Jason Whitlock in his journalism and when he was at the Kansas City Star. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's been a great columnist and he's, he has had a great career. Now, I don't totally understand this latest twist. Like the, and I'm not, not going to get further into politics, but I just think it's a little bit strange. Right. Um, and I think sometimes he, he's a little bit predictable. I don't totally have an issue. Like, 40, like, I really don't like Whitlock. I'm just kind of sad about where it's like. <laughs> You're just disappointed. I'm just, I'm disappointed. Like, I love, I love sports writers. And, like, here's the thing that what I'm doing is bad for sports writing. Like, you shouldn't do what I'm doing. Like, I'll well, Someone it. needs to be an ombudsman, though. Y- yes. And, um, and, and so, like, I, I love these guys. And I just want Whitlock to be better. And, we know what's in there happen we do he's done it 
I now, think he has done it. Have I missed anybody? That feels like the big. Mm. See, There's like an... Goodman, I, I sometimes have clapped at Goodman, but I don't have a problem with Jeff He's a little Goodman. corny. That's the problem. That's He's fine. Yeah. No problem with Jeff Goodman. I'm trying to think. The whole yeah, ball fiasco was, was a thing. Who? Jeff, uh, with Jeff Goodman when he was like, you know, riding the, the coattail. Not riding the coattail, but perhaps propping up the, the ball family during their trip to Lithuania. Oh, yeah. and that, hey, that was a little yeah. sad. Look, we all, yes, we all got to have our hustles. And if you sure. get in, in with the ball and that's what pays the bills, the ball family, like, <laughs> you know, power to you, access is king, yeah. whatever. He, he, he made it work. Um, if you, if, I, if we left anyone out, feel free to tweet at us. There's, there's one. So you can tweet at me if you want at Joe nasty 90. It's at M underscore Vernon on Twitter. This is Mike Vernon, formerly a bleacher report, uh, Kansas online savant. There is one more that I wanted to have like a conversation about. Cause I actually, I took a shot myself last episode. I know you listened, um, uh, about Kansas athletics, uh, the athletic director, and really the sales team. And this is the other guy. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily on your hit list, but you've had some strong opinions as an alumni, as a supporter, as you know, the go-to guy online about Jeff Long. So I don't need you to have like a letter grade per se for his reign so far, but you know what? I, for me, it's a, get, get out of the way of the camera, Jeff. Like You don't need to be yeah. captain photo op and all that. Um, that's my biggest deal, and I thought the fiasco with the Creighton tickets was a situation. So, you know, say what you want, say what you don't want, but that is – you've you've been you, – you have your moments, you have your fun, but you actually have very good, thoughtful discourse, I feel, about Kansas Thank athletics. You. It's yeah, Which I'd love I, to hear I, your thoughts on. No, I think – I certainly try to, and I definitely used to have more of an idea of what's really going on, but I still try to pry – I still sometimes get looped in. Um, yeah, Jeff, to me, is like in this beautiful field outside Allen Fieldhouse. Like, picture that lawn. And, mm. so, and he, he himself has put himself in the middle. And while walking there, he set rakes down everywhere. And now he's just stepping on rakes the, every single time he does anything. Like, just, just coming up and hitting him in the face. <laughs> like, this guy is just walking into his own mistakes. Uh, mm. So the job is an ad like you got to fundraise keep the coaches happy and excite the fan base right like i know there's more to it it's a business etc um but that's that's a really big part of it and like he just keeps agitating the fan base while like just kind of being you know doing things that are bad looks um the snoop dog snoop dog is is certainly an example um yeah in in what he called them dancers and stuff like the aerial apology. performers or something yeah his and that was absurd his apology after the k-state brawl was weird um he's just kind of been a pr nightmare i hated his local business dairy queen tweet <laughs> that's the one that comes to mind as well yes like and then he and then he leaned in so hard he was like it's owned by a, an alumni like say that it's still a chain like there's still a national brand. To, like go to Silas and Maddie's on Mass Street if you want to support local. Oh brands. hell yeah, God, right? that's a callback right there. <laughs> yeah, so that I question, and all of it makes me question his ability to possibly have to hire someone after Bill Self, which is really all that matters. Also, like 
just don't mess up that heart. I mean, that's a hard job. Do sure. I have confidence in him? Not, not totally. Um, though it's not totally fair. Like this doesn't, him being a little bit of a doofus doesn't mean he can't be a good AD. I have no problem. Like the less miles higher, I was on board with it at the time. Right. Same. I certainly believe it was a basically part of this agreement from the beginning. And then the other thing, Oh yeah. The, the David baby, not paying David baby. Like what's going on here. And I've had issues for a long time with parts of the Kansas athletic department. Uh, Zanger, Zanger was like really quiet and behind the scenes. Like I just want someone in between the two of them. Sure. Um, this guy, Sean Lester has been there forever. He's kind of the man behind the man. I was always told he was really running kind of the running the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't seem, I don't like, I don't have all the, all the confidence in these, in these people. They're very, sure. uh, they kind of treat it like they're the mafia around town mm-hmm. in some ways they are, but is that the best way to run an athletic department? I don't know, Jonas, what do you, think? I don't know. I don't, well, Hey, you're the guest, but it, it sort of comes with the small town, right? The college town where you're the big, where you're the biggest and only show in town as well. Right. Um, when everyone caters to your needs. Um, but there's, there's clearly right ways to do this. Um, like you said, if your idea was to highlight the local owner of the Dairy Queen, then highlight the local owner of the Dairy Queen right. instead of saying I'm in front of, like, it's not, it's not that hard at it times. It didn't make any sense. Um, the last mouse thing I'm with you. That. Uh, Look, when you're Kansas football, and again, this is a basketball show, but it all plays in, and football is king in our country and makes most of the money for our athletic departments. If he's your feeder into a next coach or whatever, and it's PR to bring in recruits, that's fine. But like, let's let's start to have a little progress here as well. So, and, and the fans inside at Allen Fields, and again, I'm I'm with you where I don't want to make this too political, but you got to be careful. You got to do it the right way. And don't blazingly have the fans show up for your top 10 matchup against Creighton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to have fans, don't oh, announce yeah. it at the home game that's beforehand. Just have the fans there because that's what you're doing. That's how the state's operating instead of having them show up magically for when your, your top matchups are, yeah, are happening. It was just so transparent. Um, and then to have all it all be Creighton fans and not prepare that – uh, that that was possible. It was really pretty frustrating, and it just didn't seem like it was it was very thought out. I, mean, I don't envy him. He's in a tough spot. Sure, but I'm not an athletic director. I don't want to be an athletic director. Right. right? And the, <laughs> the other thing is like w- protect the sanctity of Allen Fieldhouse at all costs. And I question the. It seems like the student section is shrinking a little bit. That's the one you've been on on board with the whole time, the the student section. They took away the student seats, section U. They made them worse. They say less students show up. I really – one, that was was the former athletic department who who made that change. That was Zenger and Sean Lester. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the CFO used to be Pat Kaufman. I don't know if it's still him. I don't know if he was actually making this decision. I felt like he was a pawn. But uh, (laughs) – Like that was some shady business. That was some seriously messed up business and like totally to a disadvantage of your students, which create the entire atmosphere. Sure. The people on the sidelines don't make the noise. Um, I'll I'll say this before the entire state of Kansas hates us. Um, When you can tell that there's like 
maybe a little discord or something with like the, or the one guy that really needs to be happy in Bill Self, the comments that he made after the Creighton game, the whole all mm. buy the tickets, don't resell them. I feel like that says a lot. And as someone myself who's been in collegiate ticket departments, <laughs> generally that makes its way to sales directors and things of that nature. Yeah. So I think there was... Oh, that's good insight. I, I think there was something there. Um, but let's let's get to the court. Let's get make it make our way down to the product at hand. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on this. Mike Vernon out of Houston in San Francisco, formerly Bleacher Report, um, the man who has it, who is very much plugged <laughs> yeah. in. What do you make so far? This is a very broad, and you, as someone who's done shows yourself, this is a bad question, but hey, okay. what do you make of the team so far <laughs> as we head into conference play? You got to ask it, though. It's like the same, oh, what do you think of the team? Give me the headlines. Uh, <laughs> my thought is, um, basically, well, I think they're pretty, pretty damn good. They hung with Gonzaga for 30 minutes. Gonzaga is great. Um, Zach is unbelievable. It doesn't matter that Kentucky's not very good. That's still a good win. Creighton win was good. You took a good shot from Creighton um, and, and came back all right. So I think they're pretty good. I, I put them really in a, a solid tier two of, of college basketball teams this year. Mm-hmm. Your Gonzaga and Baylor is probably tier one, maybe Iowa. Um, and then, and then, Kansas is solidly right, right behind them. And that's, that's totally okay. I think it also has the potential to be a really fun team, like mm-hmm. a slightly poor, ver- poor man's version of the 2018, the speed Devonte team. Like yes. that team was awesome and fun. Uh, that's, that's what I, I certainly hope for in, in one-on-one games, but also it's nice when the product is pretty. And if they're, if they get the ball movement down, which it seems like they're starting to, it, it can be a it sh, it could be a still a really fun year. I want to give you credit as well. I think you and I had sort of the same thought process and the same exact thought midway through that St. Joseph's game, where it's like, I think this team could really use a true point guard. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> Dewan Harris comes in, everything changes, and he played well for that stretch. Are you though? Again, as sort of the man bearing the flag with the number three on it, are you a little surprised though at, at how his role has? I guess call it diminished over the last week or so, week and a half. Yeah, so I'm 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 not totally surprised because okay. clearly he can't shoot or, or <laughs> he doesn't have the confidence yet. He doesn't want to, that's for sure. We yeah, don't know if he can I, or cannot. Correct, and I think it's going to be a confidence thing that's going to come with with some time. Um, defenses are going to adjust. Self wants Garrett on the court. I don't blame him defensive reasons and just leadership reasons, steadiness reasons, guys, you can guy who you can trust. So you want, you want Mark scared on the court. If you have Garrett and Dewan as defenses realize he's not going to shoot the ball, they're going to pack it in. This team needs spacing. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, I still love him as a spark plug off the bench when the offensive is stagnant in, in self. I, I mean, he knows, he knows best. Uh, sometimes though, Maybe maybe Garrett can get a breather and let's see what what it looks like without him because when sure. you have them both on the floor, um, it, it's going to create some spacing problems. And I think Creighton was the team that really adjusted there and just was like, oh, we're not going to guard this dude, mm-hmm. which which makes a ton of sense. Um, I don't think St. Joe's in Kentucky totally knew. So it's just defenses adjusting. 
Duan's going to have to adjust back. It's coaching. It's going to come with some time. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I think we just kind of kind of be be patient with 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 him. Uh, but God, I love the way he plays. I love the way he moves the ball. I love the way he guards. Super fun spark plug off the bench. Yeah, and just a really good floor general. Really good true point guard. All right, here's what. This is the segment I was really excited, or the questions I was really excited. Mike, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. I feel like the conversations flowed amazingly, and I, I looked at my timer. I was like, oh, my God, I've taken so much of your time. I'm, I'm happy to talk. I've been giving you really long answers. No, well, they're, they're insightful and they're thoughtful, and you are answering the questions, which is the point of asking a question. If yeah. you, will. you, during your time with Bleacher Report, hosted a relatively successful, I'd say, what was it? BR locks. Um, I was lucky town, lucky town. Excuse me. Um, I was always shocked <laughs> to see the, the tags. Every time I saw it at Mikey locks, I was like, How, is, that's Mike, right? That's Mike Vernon. No, it was your, it was your friend who was also named Mike. Um, but it was, it was a great show. You guys had great success. You ended up meeting Canadian celebrity, Cavi Richards, correct? Or working oh, with I love Cavi. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Which was amazing when I saw that. And what Kelly in, in Vegas is her name? Kelly in Vegas. Yeah. She we, seems we nice. We all did a show together. <laughs> She's great. Like, so she is, she is so fun to work with and just totally <laughs> does not take shit. Maybe, maybe less than any person I've ever met. Like mm-hmm. you got to be on your game around Kelly or it's getting thrown back in your face. Meanwhile, Cavi representing Canada. Well, might be the nicest person I've ever met. So uh, it'd be disappointing if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They were they were great people. Well, so I wrote down. I, I think I have four over unders for you. Okay. Uh, in the spirit of NRFIs, no run first innings for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and now gambling and sports gambling is not really taboo anymore. So here we go. Over unders for Kansas basketball. Just a few. David McCormack over under ten points per game. Okay, let me see. What For the season. Now. And here's the thing. I, I didn't bring up McCormick when I was talking about the team as a whole. Uh-huh. And, like, it's a problem. I think it's, it's a genuine issue. Uh, that doesn't mean that in, in a year he won't be a lot better. He won't slow down. Get him out with the football team. Dude needs to learn how to catch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got bad hands. Frustrating. So he's at 10, 10.1 points per game right now. 17 yeah. minutes. Jesus. Quite the question, huh? This is a good question. <laughs> let me let me look here what he's done lately. I'm gonna say he's had his two best games. Say, he oh. did miss a wide open dunk though the other day. That was awful. I just it's like a, you feel bad for for it, uh, but it's also sometimes like kind of funny. <laughs> it's really frustrating. He's all there. He's all elbows and knees, and he's giving his you best. God bless him. He 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 gave the team some good minutes early against Creighton, and he actually. Did. In the second half against Kentucky, even though he didn't really score, he actually held it, held his own. I felt like it, it helped uh, stable stabilize things out. I'm going to take the over. I think okay. it's going to be close, but I'm going to take the over. Uh, there, there's some teams in the Big 12 in, in which he's going to need to be out there. Yes. And it's going to help if we can get him the ball and, and maybe get some fouls on the other guys. Uh, he's going to be part of the offense. Namely – their second conference game of the year against West Virginia. He'll be, he, he will be needed. That's the one. That's yeah. certainly the, 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 the obvious one. Okay. This might be a little too political. This might be asking too much of you since we can't predict these things, but just from your vibes and you know, for the heck of it over under three conference games 
canceled slash postponed. Just you broke up a team. Over oh, sorry. Under, over under three conference games, either postponed or canceled, affected, if you will. And if you want okay. to skip it, let me know. No, 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 that's, no, no, that no, might no, be no, a little bit fine. too much. Uh, I'm not saying anything about it. Uh, under. Here's okay. what I'll say. When you look around the country, games are getting canceled right and left. They are. Um, this might be really dumb saying under. But I just believe that the athletic department is going to do everything they possibly can to play every game that they can. It is their livelihood. Uh, they played a game against Gonzaga knowing that there was a potential issue. Fair, fair point. So that, that just tells me they're going to do everything they can. So I'll take the under. This may be throwing stones in the glass house, seeing how we both now live in California. And I'm a Californian. But I'm really looking at your home state, man. I mean, because Tarleton State had a couple games canceled. I think because of an issue in their program and Baylor's had a few games canceled. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm sort of worried about the Lone Star state and yeah, how many that, teams are down there in the big 12. Totally. That, that's a really good point. Um, those teams are good though. They're going to want to play these games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it might be pretty naive of me uh, looking at the amount of games getting canceled, but KU's outside of, outside of Tarleton uh, may, may that game rest in peace. What uh, is a Tarleton? Had you heard of that growing up in Texas? I know it's no, basically uh, its own country. <laughs> so I'd heard of it recently because Billy Gillespie is the coach there. Oh, is he? Yes. <laughs> we were going to get Bill Self, Billy Gillespie. You know, they're, they're, old, but they're old pals. I think they like each other quite a bit. It's not a coincidence that Billy was coming to town. I think they like each other. I think you might have seen them on Mass Street together afterwards. <laughs> I think that's a fair assumption. Early, mid-thousands, Bill Self would have, would have been, been out there. With, 100%. With Billy, with Billy G having a good time. All right. This is where it's going to get interesting for you, Mike. Over under second in the Big 12 by the end of the year. Uh, so, so if they get second, it's a push? I guess call it a push. If you think they will get second. You Essentially know, asking, do you think they'll win, or do you think there's a chance that maybe the five guard lineup doesn't work? Big Mac doesn't doesn't work. So if, if you said one and a half, I'd probably take the under, which is crazy. Uh, if you that was probably a better you, way to put it. If you say two and a half, I'll take the over. I think first or second is is very very likely. This is not going out on a limb, but I, I really do think Baylor's pretty damn good, and, and it's not really a knock on this team. I, you look at what they had last year to even be in the conversation it is wild. So yeah, you're never supposed to bet against Bill Self. Uh, I, I just probably wouldn't, wouldn't take them to finish first based off what I've seen thus far. I mean, I watched Baylor versus a good Illinois team and Baylor's yeah. they're back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Scott Drew's done a, a lot better job lately. KU fans like to rag on him. Like he, he's gotten better. Um, Look at their last few teams and, and how they've gotten better throughout the year too. It's true. You're you're not you're not wrong. All right. I, this maybe wasn't the best way to ask this again. Like you said, the one and a half. But Kansas over under the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll take the I'll take the over. You'll take the over. I think they can be in the in the good way. Yeah. I think they can be. An elite eighteen, uh, sweet sixteen is probably where you bet it. If it's eight and a half or whatever, or you know maybe I take the under sweet sixteen. It sounds about right. 
but we're going to bet on Bill Self in this case. Uh, I think I think the Elite Eight seems totally plausible in in fair. They'll probably be you know depending if they finish first or second in the Big Twelve, looking at a one or two seed. I would right. I would presume. So that that screams you know chalk leads you to an Elite Eight. Um, yep. So that's fair. How does the potential bubble? This is a curveball. I just thought potential Indianapolis bubble affect things in your mind. Location bubble issues the whole nine yards because the location obviously helps kansas with what, the midwest so what what was that uh um how, how does the potential indian no it's fine my internet sucks the potential indianapolis march madness mm-hmm. bubble how does that affect your, your thinking with location just bubble life the, all of that the whole nine yards the unpredictability of it i don't know if you can hear me Oh, you just came back. I, I had a quick freeze, but I can hear you now. You're frozen. If you said something, uh, please, please do uh, say it again. And okay. I apologize to the fans out there, you know, technical issues, age of I, corona. I heard you now. The, the question is, how does the, the bubble potentially impact their journey? In your mind, yeah. In, in Indy. Uh, location, Indy is in neutral is what I give it there. I don't think it really helps or hurts. I don't think it's far enough away to hurt. I don't think it's close enough to help. Mm. Um, what what I do think we should be ready for is the potential for an expedited tournament, and I don't yes. mean I don't mean a different number of games. I mean quicker games. Like, You're gonna try to get through it. You don't want a team that you can't have a college kid sitting in Indy for a month. Like games every other day or so. I, which which could be really fun to watch. Uh, no waiting a week. Like let's let's play it out. Uh, so you would think deeper teams will do a little bit better in that situation. You would think uh, teams with better strength and conditioning programs as well. Shout out our uh, shout out Hootie. We miss you. Um, look at Texas. Look at te- look te- Hootie in Texas. Um, yeah. Certainly, certainly the new strength coach is good. And from what I understand, Dr. Nijem. Yes. And I know some people who worked with him in Sacramento. They loved him. Players Mm -hmm. love him. So he he came. I've heard good things. Um, That I do think would favor KU. It just generally should favor the the bigger, better, deeper. It should. Yeah. The the big money Uh, programs. 100%. Yep. That's what I'm mentally preparing for. Well, Mike. We're going to get quicker games. Those are some very salient points that I will I'm leave just it off on. Guy. <laughs> you are so you are so enlightened, and you have probably brought shame from the KU athletic department and the journalism world onto the show. But that's fine. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I get for bringing you on and asking those questions, and I love it. It was honesty, all right. And if if KU can't handle it, that means they can't handle an honesty from people who care very very much about them. No, should, you're absolutely right. They should take it differently because this all comes from a place of love. That's and right. You are the ombudsman. You are, I think the best, the way we said it earlier, right? I love it. You're a vigilante online. I love it. I'll take it. It's all love for everyone except for Pat Forty. Absolutely. If you, if you hear a beep in the shadows, that's just Mike sending off a tweet. Yep. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. Um, good luck to all of your endeavors up there in the Bay area. I appreciate you not fitting in a hella as we talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to, I or y'all because the Texan in you and the San Franciscan in you, that would have been quite the combination. 
I'm one of the few people who both say both hella and y'all. I'm totally converted. That is uh, on the hella. A rare combination. Um, have a great time. Go down to the Ghirardelli factory for me. And um, hopefully we can continue to talk here in the here in the future as the season goes on. Ever need anything? I'm here. I hope everyone continues to enjoy and listen to your show. You're one of the one of the good people in yeah. Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk, baby. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much to Mike Vernon. That's at M underscore Vernon. A great follow, a great guy. I've uh, been lucky to know him and uh, all that comes with Mike <laughs> since I think it was 2012. Yeah, so great dude, great writer as well. I know he's not necessarily in the writing gig as much anymore, but really plugged in, really fun, and uh, really appreciate him coming on. It's So heck of a show today. I know it ran a little bit long, but we had, we had a good time. Uh, enjoy the basketball game tonight. It is 6 p.m. Central Time, Kansas versus Texas Tech on ESPN, 4 o'clock Pacific, and I think that's 1 p.m. Hawaiian. And then the game on Tuesday against West Virginia, that is the 22nd KU welcoming the the West Virginia Mountaineers. That is a 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central Time Zone on ESPN2 ballgame. Currently, as we stand, West Virginia ranked number eighth. Texas Tech ranked number 14. Here we go. (laughs) Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. If if you've done some last-minute shopping or you need to do some last-minute shopping, I don't know. KU Shop is always available, although Adidas gear is garbage. And with that... I wish you a happy Hanukkah. It's almost finished. I should. I, I forgot. I forgot to wish Mike a, a happy Hanukkah. But regardless, enjoy the holiday season in Rock Chalk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.